Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. With the big, bold flavour of HP sauce, making breakfast legendary. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Good morning. You're listening to Absolute Radio. This is Alan Cochran standing in for Frank Skinner. Uh, you can text the show on 8.12.15. You can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. And you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I'm joined by Steve Hall and Zoe Lyons. Good morning. Morning. Morning, team. Morning. Um, I uh, I will be filling in for Frank. Uh, Frank and Emily, indeed, are away this week. Um, I'm not going to make up any funny lies about where they might be, although that is my temptation always. But let's just say I've had a very quiet week. <laughs> I've uh, I did some stand-up on Sunday night. I did a solo show in Wolverhampton. And since then... I have not had a professional engagement, <laughs> and as uh, that's no reflection on how the gig went in Wolverhampton. No, no, it went well. But um, as as a self-employed person, a week with no professional engagements is usually a, like a, a moment of worry, isn't it? Yeah. You start thinking, "Oh my God, the bubbles burst. How am I going <laughs> to how am I going to meet the bills?" And then suddenly, I'm promoted in my job, and I get Frank's seat for a week. So. I'm a terrible example to the working world who all, (laughs) they all work hard to get promotions. Actually, what you should just do is ease up a bit and it just comes to you. That's, that's the absolute truth. But yeah, it's, uh, we're we're all self-employed in, in this show on Mm -hmm. on air, as it were. Um, When you do get a quiet week, I always see it as a bit of a firewall now because next week's very busy and February was busy. So I kind of, I'm fine with it. But at the same time, there's a little alarm bell in my head that's thinking, oh, you used to be uneasy about this little work. (laughs) And you can imagine how I felt when I got home one day this week and my wife had both the central heating and the fire on. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, it's a quiet week. You can't do this during a quiet week. This is unacceptable. Yeah. One um, has to go, one has to go. And so we're yeah, in spring yeah. now, so you, yeah. the, the exactly. fire is what, excessive. What, what are either of them doing on? But does that yeah. make you think that when you're away on the road earning the crust, she's just got every appliance on? Oh, my yeah. goodness. It must We've be like a furnace in there. permanently going. Like if you're going to have two things on, make it hat and scarf. That's what I say. <laughs> Why have both on? Um, but, yeah, I'm not going to just moan about the bills. Did I, you uh, utilise your time well, though, on your week off? Yeah, I had a nice time. Yeah, yeah it's been Did you do right. anything around the house or...? Did a little bit around the house. A little bit of DIY? No. No. (laughs) You've not met me much. You've not met me much, have you? I don't do a lot of the DIY. I'm not really that guy. You tinker? Um, I don't know. I did a bit of writing and I did a bit of mooching. I like mooching. I like a mooch. I did mooch to the butchers. Um, (laughs) I... uh, I went to the butchers and I sort of... I have a habit when I do meat shopping where I think, oh, God, <laughs> what? I don't think I've ever heard the phrase meat shopping <laughs> when it's not meant as a euphemism. <laughs> no, it's just very much not. What's, what's wrong with meat shopping? That's no, great. Well, it's, just going br- to shop it's just a meat, brilliant phrase. I'm doing the, who's going to do the meat shopping this week? <laughs> that's, that's, uh, see, that has no humour to it for me because that's a sentence I would say fairly frequently. Fantastic. Well, we're going to come back to my meat shopping. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. We were discussing my meat shop. Is that, mm. is that, I don't think it's that big a thing. Anyway. I, I think I got overexcited. Yeah. I said to my <laughs> wife, I'm going to, I'm going to the butchers. I was, I was mooching about, I was doing mm. some other shops and a I was bit, passing. A little bit of Valentine. Yeah. I was passing, uh, I was passing the butchery that's near me and it's a, it's a good one. It's expensive. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I'm not going to moan. Um, and, and I went in, and I have this bad habit of when I go into, like, proper butchers, where everything does seem a bit expensive, of thinking, oh, why can't I do what they do on the telly, where they buy cheap bits of meat and make them delicious? Mm. Um, and so I quite often come out with, like, something for stewing. Zoe, you're looking very <laughs> upset at what's about to come here. I'm sensing a vegetarian in no, the corner. No, I'm oh, a good. big carnivore. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. When I, I bought... go meat shopping, I take a trolley, a oh, wheelie excellent, trolley. Excellent. I come out with thigh bones coming out the top. Oh, that sounds <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I bought a tongue. Oh, no. I bought a whole ox tongue in cellophane, and it's... Uh, it didn't look nice, and I held it up and said to the butcher, what is this? <laughs> and he said, it's a tongue. And I said, how much are these? And he said, a fiver. So I bought this massive They are huge, aren't tongue. they? Yeah. Um, and then went back <laughs> with, with all the intentions of, I'm going to make this delicious, because that's what we should do. If we're going to eat animals, we should eat the whole thing and not be icky because it's a mm. tongue. Um, and it took about, you know, three hours, and then you have to put it in you cold beat water. beat it with sticks to make no, it tender. No, not at all. <laughs> you just... You do boil it for quite a while, but then there's a, an unpleasant bit where you have to put it in cold water and you basically get a sharp knife and cut the skin off the tongue. Um, so you can actually see the, that it tasted, that it tasted. Yeah. So yeah. it is a bit icky. And then you, you, <laughs> you put it into, like, a dish... And you press it. You so, uh, you can pour gelatine on it, and you press wow. it with yeah. something heavy. Right. I think I should have used the dish that I haven't been sick in already in the past, because <laughs> yeah. I think I had a slight ickiness about it being a previous sick ball. I've just become vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? I used to love ox tongue as a kid. You know the sliced ox yeah, tongue. Yeah, in until sandwiches. I worked out it was until my mum said, "No, that is top." I was like, "Oh, I just thought they called it that." Well, yeah, yeah. I think. Um, I think the fact that it is childhood is, is when it's best to eat it, yeah. as was proven in our family when I thought it was disgusting, and so I gave it to my daughter <laughs> as, uh, as beef. Yeah. <laughs> Special beef. Mouth beef. Maybe that's what it is, though. Yeah, maybe, maybe we should just rebrand it a bit. Like, in my head, I should just think of it as vitamin beef, yes. and, um, and then it'll be totally fine. But anyway, that tickled the taste buds. I'm not a um, big, I'm not a big I mean, awful fan. I mean, literally, yeah. literally, it tickled the taste it's buds. Very funny. You know, it's it's a tongue, because <laughs> not just mine. It, yeah. <laughs> little uh, little joke there on eight twelve fifteen. Text in if you enjoyed that one. Um, no, don't don't text in just if you enjoyed things. Uh, we don't want to exclude the haters. <laughs> We're so used to you guys. And we'll be back. Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. May I just say, when I just moved the faders up for us to begin talking after that track, that is the most I've worked in the last <laughs> six <laughs> days. <laughs> we've, we've, had, we've actually had a text saying congrats on the promotion, Lecoq. Uh, oh, thanks. Are you now setting your sights on the Room 101 chair? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, small steps. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. just have to do nothing for the next month, Alan. And then <laughs> well, it'd be exhausting moving that fader that he's got. What is it? The, uh, you know, the, he pulls on a handle, doesn't mm. he? Oh, God. I'd need to... I'd probably need to get fit for that, wouldn't I? <laughs> um, I, uh, I did say that um, I'd had the, the ox tongue and that I didn't actually like it. My first few tastes of it tasted mainly of horseradish because I tried to hide the taste of ox tongue <laughs> with horseradish and then I thought I should go sans horseradish and see how it is. Didn't really enjoy that. Um, and I feel like I'm sounding like one of those people that is squeamish about eating. I'm actually not very squeamish. 
And one of the reasons that I buy the ox tongue is that I'm thinking, well, we should eat offal, we should eat... And I've eaten it in other stuff, haven't I? It's obvious. Like, if you've yeah. ever bought cheap processed meat, you've had it. It's been in a cheap hot bangers. dog. Cheap yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's been in there. <laughs> and I'm a man who once ate a cheeseburger that he bought from a woman who sneezed in her hands as he was buying it. <laughs> and I was too polite to say anything. <laughs> it just looked like a gelatin kind of coating. <laughs> Um, so I'm not squeamish. I just want you all to know that I'm not squeamish. I'm always upset because so that I, I was just checking up. this. That I wasn't sure what the etymology of offal, the word offal, and it literally comes from off fall. It's like there's no, there's nothing fancy about it. Off fall. So, what? so it's stuff, stuff that's fallen off. Fallen off. Yeah. Oh, it's, is it? It's, that is it, for, through Germanic sources. But it, how does your do, stomach lining fall off? Yeah. <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> But just the idea that someone's kind of basically going, would you like this stuff that I got from the floor? Yeah. That's, that's basically the way they're selling it. It's, it's good, though. I mean, it's good in theory. And did your daughter like it? Yeah, she liked it. But I, I like the theory of it. My problem is that I get a bit enchanted at the idea of, oh, it's going to be cheap and nutritious and delicious. Mm. And also it takes so long to cook that as that time passes, I convince myself more and more that I'm an awful kind of guy. <laughs> so literally, whilst the tongue was cooking, I was looking at buying awful cookbooks <laughs> online, thinking, oh my God, if I really love this, I could get really could into it. be like it. a really grotty Jamie Oliver. <laughs> my only experience of awful is tripe sticks for the dog, and oh, they yeah, don't, smell. don't have them. Oh, they, I mean, I haven't eaten them, the dog's no. eaten them. <laughs> just, just a lick now yeah. and again. My friend used to freeze lumps of tripes for his dog in the summer and they just melt on the sofa yeah nice oh wow we didn't go around their house (laughs) (laughs) it's making me hungry (laughs) frank frank skinner on absolute radio absolute radio you're listening to Absolute Radio, and uh, we've been talking yeah. awful, but we're going to yes, move on. We've had a text from Ian. He says, Alan, as Dick Emery would have said, you are awful, but we like you. <laughs> oh, nice, thanks. <laughs> um, we've also had a chef has contacted. Dale Ventham has said, we have ox tongue at the men- on, the- on the menu at work with foie gras, po- poached quince and balsamic dressing. Mm. And there is a picture. He's he's tweeted a picture, so if I, anyone wants to look on the, uh, yeah. the absolute... I think uh, I'd be giving all of that to my daughter or the Whippet, to be <laughs> honest. It's been a good week for the Whippet, honestly. The ox tongue in gelatine, dog, it looked like dog food. Dog so. got your tongue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> very good. You very rarely see an overweight Whippet, do you? No. But I'd quite like to see one now, I've sort of pictured it in my head. I imagine it's sort of like a potato on matchsticks. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Google. Google yeah, could Google. be your friend Fat here. Whip Fat whip it. Whop it. Whop it. <laughs> 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 in, in other food news, oh, yes. one of my favourite news stories of the week, did you see the picture of the woman who ordered cheese... Not the picture of the woman. The picture no. that the woman posted, she ordered cheese and biscuits at a hotel. I did see this photograph, and I would urge the readership to uh, to Google Images cheese and biscuits photo or whatever if you, it is. If you're in a bad mood, this yeah. is, it, is the, it is the photograph to, to lift any mood. It's it is, although it makes me feel sorry for the member of staff that did it, because they're obviously from... Forgive me, uh, an uncultured family. <laughs> they just don't eat cheese and biscuits. So they've gone in and been yeah. really literal about it. Like, well, I don't know, it's cheese and biscuits. Maybe that's what people have. <laughs> so we should describe it. It's a massive dinner plate, literally a big dinner plate. It's piled high with, like, six or seven huge wedges of cheese and then jammy dodgers, <laughs> bourbons and custard creams. So not, like, crackers... 
for cheese, just biscuits, yeah. like real biscuits. It, it's one of the most perfectly taken photos. <laughs> it's the, really the jammy dodger that's front and centre just yes. offsets it perfectly. If you were going to do a still life <laughs> painting, I would like to see Van Gogh have had a go at this. Yes. <laughs> it does have a still life quality to it. It's very good. I, I think of all the biscuits, the jammy dodger probably would complement the cheese the best. Because, because <laughs> it's got yeah. a slight, well, because, because like Quince, Quince has mentioned the last year that it's got that slight sweetness to it. <laughs> And I think a little slither of brie <laughs> <laughs> on your jammy dodger. Yeah. I reckon... Uh, Why not? This could revolutionise cuisine. This we, could be the way We are actually forward. taking the mickey out of this. This could be Heston Blumenthal-style <laughs> yeah. cheese, cheese board. Yeah. I mean, nobody knows that it's not good, do no. they? Nobody's actually said this was disgusting, because, you know, it's two yeah. things that are nice, cheese and biscuits. Yeah. They're both yeah. nice. Yeah. Why be, not I, work I, them I don't together? think they identified which hotel it took place in, but it could be that the... I think it was the Ritz or the... <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm just kidding. Well, it's somewhere reasonable, because there's a tablecloth in the background. Yeah, <laughs> I love <laughs> Their TripAdvisor page could just be amazing. <laughs> they, they did this wonderful thing. Imagine my surprise when I ordered the fish and chips and it came with parts of a computer. <laughs> yeah, I just wonder what the beef Wellington looked like. <laughs> You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. So this week was National Book Week. Oh, uh, yes. Apparently. apparently, I don't have children and not that interested in books, so... Uh, <laughs> Did you mean to say, apparently, comma, I don't have children? Apparently, I don't have children. Not that I know I might, of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just dropped out all over the place. But, yeah, it was National Book Week, which... I don't know, how long book has this day. been going on? Book Day. Yeah, book yeah. Book Day. How long has this been going on for? I don't know. How long has it been I'm going not on, Steve? It's a few years, but this is the first year where where the world has taken, taken notice. Note. Yeah. No, I think we talked about it on this show last year too, but it was beginning to get big then. Yeah. Um, it just seems to me another another another. This is why I don't have children because of the, the, that awful moment when why. they come home and they say, "I've got to go into school dressed as." What you call it, such and, and then such, yeah. you have a nightmare where you realise you've never been able to sew, knit, <laughs> stick anything together. Yeah, and you just end up sending yeah. a kid to school in a bin bag, just saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're going as stickers with stick of the dumb. Stickers are great outfit. Stick actually. of the dumb. Oh, I never thought a stick. Not as good as the not as good as the kid who went to school dressed as Christian Grey. Um, <laughs> from Fifty Shades of Grey. Can I which say was... nothing has made me happier this week, <laughs> including the awful. Um, than, than this story it's about the child <laughs> being barred from the school photograph <laughs> for being dressed as a Christian Grey character. I did think it might be one of those radical faith schools and that he wasn't allowed because he went dressed as a Christian. But <laughs> but no, it no. was... Uh, <laughs> it's a pretty <laughs> remarkable show. And he, I love how he's just not apologised. They've interviews with a kid. Yeah. And, yeah. and he yeah. just doesn't care. Yeah. She says he suggested it. I'm not. I'm not convinced of that. I'm not. Convinced. I love the. I love the way she accessorised it because uh, she was being interviewed the, on the uh, radio, and, and they said, you know, what was he wearing? Went, Just a suit. And they went, anything else? Went, a little little face mask and some cable ties. <laughs> and you're like, wow, that's really thin. Yeah, and <laughs> eye mask and cable ties, like a really cable vain skybox installer. <laughs> she, she, she did give give the added evidence of there were only small cable ties. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like that's not. Well, he's only as eleven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Well, <it> is, <laughs> I can sympathise with the school to a degree because how do you explain if a kid says what's what you know if a kid asks about it go how do you explain S and M to eleven year olds yeah mm. well when a man and a woman love each other very much <laughs> yeah. they write some really turgid prose. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, at least he went through with the full outfit, though. I like that. I like <laughs> yeah. he went through. I once went to a fancy dress party um, that was themed creatures of the sea, and the. Uh, and my mate John hired a Captain Hook costume and came along without the hook because he didn't like it. <laughs> Why did you hire that costume? And he went, I just didn't like the hook. But the hook is the thing, isn't the, the it? You've hook just is come literally as, the hook. You've come as the captain. <laughs> you've not come as Captain Hook. And he had one of those sort of, like, costume supply black curly wigs on. He basically looked like Charles II. That was, <laughs> that was his outfit. Brian May. Just, yeah, he just wasn't bothered at all by the actual... Uh, my my son went as... Um, uh, what did he go as? Let me have a think. Um, he went as Tintin. And uh, my wife spent quite a long time getting his, like, quiff curled up. And uh, we bought him a little jumper and stuff. And the night before it, he said... Um, can I go with something else? <laughs> <laughs> we bought it all. <laughs> and uh, his best suggestion was, uh, can I go as Captain Underpants, which is from a funny book, Captain Underpants. And then almost immediately after our faces lit up, he went, oh, but I don't want people to see my underpants. <laughs> you, can't go, you can't do that either then. Yeah. Captain Hook um, and Captain Underpants both need the actual thing. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Radio. We've been discussing National Book Day. Yes. And uh, I had a great time. I, I'm wondering, I live in quite a posh bit uh, of town, uh, and I saw some kids dressed as uh, Sherlock Holmes. I in just a wanted in to a go, deer stalker. Get you as soon as you said yeah. that. <laughs> I saw some kids dressed in deer stalkers, and me and my wife were discussing, is that a National Book Day, or is, or is that thing? just their uniform? <laughs> 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 Well, I um, I call my son Little Lord Fauntleroy conversationally because he's from a different era from me. He's posh, like he eats olives, and I got free school dinners, and it's like <laughs> it's very different. There's that kind of chasm, but I call him Little Lord Fauntleroy all the time, and so it only occurred to me yesterday that oh, he could have gone as Little Lord, Lord Fauntleroy <laughs> on World Book Day, but um, we never. He went in as uh, Tintin, as I said, yeah. um, but at least not Captain Underpants, because because that would, I feel. I sorry Sorry for the teachers. Great suggestion. I feel sorry for the teachers because you, you, as a teacher, you might not know that that book exists. Yeah, there are certain things. There's someone went as the monkey with a bright blue bottom. Apparently, that's a book. <laughs> and your teacher just going to go. Well, you've just made, made that, that up. up. Totally. You're just going to go. What are you going? I'm going as a bogey that swears at swears at teachers. That's yeah, a so good idea, isn't it? Book. Yes, a total. Yeah, I was thinking of just keeping him off and saying that he went in as Huckleberry Finn, <laughs> a famous truanter. That's all right, isn't it? Got a nice text here from someone who said, I can't see the problem with the Christian Grey outfit myself. He was a businessman. <laughs> Goldilocks was a thief and Snow White broke in. And so they raise a good yeah. point. All good <laughs> points, yeah. yeah. So if you are going to go as Christian Grey to school, you better have a safe word. And <laughs> you better make sure that your, your fellow students know that safe word for the kicking Break time! You. That would be yeah. a very, very nuanced bit of detail for the costume if he just pulled out a piece of paper with a safe word on it and showed it to the teachers. <laughs> if, that, if that was the trailer for the film, I have some very specific tastes. Enlighten me. Well, I like the Beano and football. <laughs> um, have you got a costume that you would go as? If, uh, I, was, if was... I was thinking about this. I think I would go as the bloke from Portnoy's Complaint. <laughs> uh, we'd, we'd just bring some meat. And so, and now that is a joke that is very re reliant on people having read Portnoy's complaint. But... Yeah, uh, Zoe, we'll, we'll move on. Um... <laughs> Probably Moby Dick. Yeah. Yeah, just a massive whale. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I'd, in fact, that's where ox tongue would come into its own because it looks very much like blubber, and I reckon you could make mm-hmm. an outfit entirely out of ox tongue. Is that what Lady Gaga was up yeah. to when she was wearing the meat hat? Yeah. <laughs> she turned out. We didn't even realise at the time it was World Book Day. Embarrassingly, uh, I was asked by my wife what uh, character I would go as, and uh, without even thinking, I replied Jack Reacher. <laughs> Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. You're listening to Frank Skinner on uh, on Absolute. <laughs> it's not Frank Skinner, I'm Alan Cochran. Uh, you can text the show on 8 12 15. We're particularly interested in what you dressed up as on World Book Day. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio and you can email the show via the Absolute website. Um, I'm joined by Steve Hall and Zoe Lyons. Morning. That's what I have to do at the top of an hour, guys. So, uh, on the subject of, of World Book Day, Zoe has just seen out of the window here yep. at Absolute Towers uh, a man. You talked about Captain Underpants. Yep. Yeah, I can see him. <laughs> we have real live Captain Underpants. He's on about the sixth floor. Oh, he's gone now. I think maybe he's got the radio on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think if I was listening to this, I wouldn't believe that. I would think, oh, those wacky guys, they're making up no. that someone's in their underpants nearby. But it's true. It's yeah. true, people. Honestly, would we lie to you? He had a good, he had a good pair of pecs on him as well. He, he could, sure did. Yeah, yeah. Um, there you go on a Saturday morning. <laughs> that's he was a beefcake. Lovely. Yeah. He's um, living World Book Day. He is. <laughs> Captain Underpants. He's got a lot of publicity, Captain Underpants, today, hasn't it? Um, <laughs> so there. Uh, did we discuss what you would go as for uh, World Book Day, I said, I said Moby Dick dressed, dressed oh, up yeah, in tongue meat. That's right. Or I was quite a nice. depressive child, and I think I'd probably go as um, Winston Smith from 1984. Oh, nice, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just a sort of boiler yeah. suit and a comb-over. I did think <laughs> of, um, of sending my son just in his normal... Uh, uniform, and when they said, "What are you here as?" Him saying, "I've got a little sister, big brother." Nice, it's all right, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. For, uh, or even just say Tom Brown school days. Tom Brown school days. Just a kid oh, yeah. in a like uniform. A kid in school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not that hard, is it? Um, have we heard from the outside world about what they're dressed up as? I bet we haven't. Have we, we haven't. We haven't. But let's uh, eight, twelve, fifteen. Let's hear what they would send their kids as. Yes. Because um, if someone sent their kid as Christian Grey, if you sent your kid just as Jesus. Yeah, would that, you know, would that have been worse than you know, just you, you've got different styles? It could be quite nice. I'm not talking full. <laughs> I'm not talking. The, I'm not talking the end bit of the story. That would be slightly bleak. I mean, it is a book. <laughs> yeah. the, you, there's and no it, technicality and there. And I would say it's the good book. It's the good book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do like a Jack Reacher novel. I realised that people <laughs> didn't know who he was, but he's quite a gung ho hero type. Um, and so it just proves what yeah. a simple man well, that, I am. That's one of the joys of, of, of book days because there are now so many tie-in books. People can send their kids as Iron Man, and it's not a problem yeah. because there are books that exist. Well, that kid that went with the cable ties, he was technically going for a tie-in book, wasn't he? <laughs> 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 um, Daisy's handed me a bit of paper already. Is that is, really? We've already got through a whole link. Unbelievable. This is Frank Skinner. On World Book Day, we've had a text from Anna that says, I didn't get dressed up, but one of my English teacher colleagues dressed as Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz with wig and basket with teddy bear dog. The kids' faces were so funny to watch when they saw him around school. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Lovely. I've got a a tweet's been sent in. Sam's sent in a tweet of uh, his son Ethan dressed as Captain Underpants. So now I know what Captain Underpants looks like. He's cleverly done the T-shirt, which says it's got written on it, Captain Underpants. Yes. In case there was any... 
confusion. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good call. Is Captain Underpants bald? Um, yeah. Oh. Ah. I think he's an ageing man. <laughs> right. <laughs> hence, hence the mild breakdown that's led to him wearing underpants in public. <laughs> yeah. I, now, I know we don't there, normally read... the grace of God. <laughs> we don't normally read out praise, but I'm going to read praise for a specific reason here. Carl in Heaton Moore has, has texted the show to say, Hello, Alan. Lying in bed listening to your great show. Lovely compliment. Start. I wouldn't it's normally read start. praise. Lying in bed listening to your great show. My wife Caroline uh, just told me that she heard of someone getting sent home from school on World Book Day as they were dressed as a character from Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, this, the, this text had a lot of hope at the beginning, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, great, flattery from someone who's obviously listening. And now <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, no. Someone who hasn't <laughs> listened to any bit of the show. <laughs> flattery from someone who's not really listening or is a fool and has been listening and has immediately forgotten the things we have talked about. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if I started just breaking all of Frank's rules and we did just read praise, like like Steve Wright in the afternoon. Love the show, guys. I love the fact that he does that. He's a big radio hero of mine. I'm not slagging him off. I want you to know that. I genuinely like Steve Wright in the afternoon. Everyone's face is he's, really he's fantastic. He's absolutely he's fantastic. Yeah. I think he's great. But, um, you know, we can't start doing stuff like what you're driving these days. Um, Why are you driving is, these days? <laughs> exactly. This is, no, this Why is, can't we do stuff like that? See, I am so boring that no, I I'm would really very that easily sort of get into yeah. this. You know, I've just, I stopped myself this morning when we were talking about my week, I stopped myself telling you that I polished two pairs of boots consecutively. Yeah. I mean, that is boring, isn't it? No, but, it depends. Did they, did, they, did they turn out well? Yeah, they turned out oh, good. Yeah, Brown they were. Both oh. brown. What sort of dubbing did you yeah. use? Just a brown boot polish. But mm. I, uh, yeah. I also realised this yesterday. I put on another pair of brown boots and thought, ah, oh, I could have done these at the yeah. same time. Did you use any Saphir Renovateur? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say to me? <laughs> it's uh, you, 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 never. You, I thought you'd be, be right up your street. Saphir Renovateur. <laughs> It's no, a, I'm still a, not bilingual. It's, a, it's, a th it's like preserves leather. It's fantastic. It's the thing that smells best in the world. Oh, it's, I think I've got some of that. Yeah, it's sensational. I, it's not a brand name. That's, I think that's just the generic name. Oh, OK, so we don't have to I, say other oh, Saphir Ranavatas <laughs> are available. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a slight sweetness to yeah, it. Yeah, oh, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's, yeah. Is it like dubbing? Uh, Tastier. I, I don't know what... What, you don't know what I, dubbing I'm not really is. Sure. I, I regard dubbing as, as if, uh, you know, additional dialogue recording. If, uh, <laughs> if you've polished your boots this week, <laughs> 8, 12, 15 <laughs> is the uh, place to text. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. I noticed, actually, I've got a pair of blue boots. I've got some mm. blue Clark's boots. I mean, who's got blue boot polish? Yeah. Maybe no, you can use it as a transparent. Excuse me. So unprofessional. <laughs> Seems you're not alone with the old uh, polish love as well, because um, mm -hmm. a nice parade gloss oxblood for my Dr. Martin's. Very yeah. satisfying, it says 640. Yeah. And John in Hereford, um, and I'm saying his name because his, the final three uh, numbers of his uh, mobile <laughs> number are 666, so I'm <laughs> calling him John in Hereford. I polished my boots five times this week, but then again, I am in the army, so I guess it doesn't count. That doesn't count, because you've been told to. <laughs> you, know, you are literally working for the man. <laughs> Thank so. you for your service, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> sort of. I mean, I'd, maybe I should buy blue boot polish, but then for every year in the future, my children will have to go to World Book Day dressed as Smurfs, won't they? Yeah. <laughs> we'll just have. We'll, nobody's going to get through a whole tin of blue boot polish ever, are they? <laughs> or Avatar? Anyway, yeah. 
we can move on now. I, I just on. wanted to to touch on I was, uh, obviously the Harrison Ford story is quite upsetting about uh, this week, but delightful that he's going to survive. Yeah, I didn't it, find it, was, it that upsetting at all. I thought it was great. Oh really? Oh, what well, a legend! I mean, it's, well, it's well, it's heroic. That it, you know, yeah, the fact that he. he Managed to land it somewhere safe and sort of brilliant. But it's always it's always when something like that happens. There's a lot of outpouring of love for people. Yeah. But it's always it's only when we think we might lose them. I was sort of as a reminder to me to tell people that I love them just all the time. But not just Are you okay. Not just friends and family, <laughs> but as in people like celebs that we've loved. Yeah. So what? so for no reason today, Brian Kant. What a wonderful human being. Yeah. Nothing wrong with okay. him. Okay. But. I'm, I'm worried about you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the normal you that I know. But it's nice. Bert Reynolds, he's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Good. Harrison did prove that he was a proper hero, though. Didn't I'm going to pick up on Steve's point. The hairy bikers. I'm a big <laughs> fan. <laughs> I really, I really <laughs> like them. Tony yeah. Robinson, awesome. Man. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the weirdest text in ever. <laughs> Who do you still like? Do you want to say it out loud? Sorry, what were you saying, Zoe? I was just saying he did an incredible job to land that. Thing. That's I what mean, they're land, saying. Yeah, they're in, saying that he saved lives by not crashing yeah, on yeah, any yeah. buildings and or people. And it's disastrous. Uh, the, the level of anxiety that he must have suffered when he realised the lights had gone out at 3,000 feet, the level of anxiety must have been catastrophic. Not for Harrison but Ford. because he is Harrison Ford, I just wonder if somewhere in the back of his mind there was something going... Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the self-help people yeah. say you are what you constantly do. Yeah. You become what you practice. I, I, I love. He the, has. I love the tweet that his son sent. Oh, it was a bit yeah. The phrase he, he, he to, for your own son to say of you, he is every bit the man you would think he is. Yeah, yeah. that is awesome. That's that's and like a gauntlet thrown down for life. That's yeah. how to live a life. That. I mean, the sad thing about that is I read it and got jealous of a seventy-two-year-old man <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> because I think the same is true. Of me, I think my wife would say of Alan Cochran, he's every bit the man you think he is. He's an idiot. He's a gangly fool. <laughs> you shouldn't be jealous of a seventy-two-year-old man uh, when you're a you know forty-year-old legend. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I believe we've had a couple of texts in, haven't we? Uh, yeah, 568 says, uh, I'm a huge fan of Terry Nutkins, what a bloke. Uh, 038, I want to say I'm very fond of Philip Schofield. Nice! Steve, I never thought you would bring a positive vibe like this to this show, but that could be the consecutive months that I've lived with you at the Edinburgh Festival over the years. <laughs> so I'm really shocked. Shocked and delighted. <laughs> of also, Tunbridge Wells. Uh, also in, in the good vibe, uh, uh, Emma Treble has tweeted a, a delightful picture of her daughter uh, attending World Book Day as the Hungry Caterpillar. Uh, you can see it on our Twitter page, on, on, on Frank, at Frank on the radio. Mm -hmm. it's, it's delightful. This nice. is a, I'm in a good mood. <laughs> Aren't you? I'm uplifted. I don't know what's become of him. Oh, he'll take your good mood away. This, 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 uh, this is from 390. Apparently, re-world book day, I heard a, a child whose mum made Queen of Hearts outfit, only to hold the children, were not allowed to dress as baddies. Only heroes or goodies. Mad! Exclamation mark. No Captain Hook, no Cruella de Vil. That's... 
Is that a stipulation of... It's an unusual subclause. Isn't it? (laughs) Or do you think she's saying mad, as in M.A.D., the magazine? Possibly. Has got no Captain Hook and no no Cruella de Vil. She's just pointing that out. (laughs) You see, I totally would go as Cruella de Vil. That is my casting entirely. (laughs) I'm currently developing quite a a marvellous grey streak in my hair. Every time... I I I only need 101 Dalmatians now and the look is complete. (laughs) I think I'd make a good Voldemort. Nice. That would be good. Yeah. Give that a go. Anyway... Can I just jump us back to Harrison Ford? Mm. I, the thing I really, really like about this is that it interrupted a game of golf. That's my favourite <laughs> bit about it. <laughs> because, it's in a way, it's almost like a civic duty to crash your plane on a golf course, isn't it? Because yeah. what a dull game. Yeah. I mean, it really... And it, if you and are going to crash anywhere, a golf course in Santa Barbara, it's going to be littered with surgeons on yeah, afternoon, exactly. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, yes. it's the handiest place to be. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. I take my hat off to Harrison Ford, who's who's a thrill seeker still in his 70s. Because it started to happen to me. A vintage plane. It was a World War II plane. Has he had it since then? I hope he's had it (laughs) (laughs) since It's as old as him, I think. think, think Oh, really? Oh, right. year he was born. Yeah. Wow. You have to pay tax on them anymore or something like that. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 it's a dodge. Yeah, it's a dodge. <laughs> but I get the whole... My brother took me um, last week. We went to Silverstone Racetrack. We went we went racing around Silverstone Car Track and it was awesome! <laughs> <laughs> was this a thing you wanted to do? I really wanted to do. My brother, my brother had do. been given... The, he'd been bought the gift of, of going to go and try the cars there and he didn't want to go on his own so he paid for me to go along with him and That's it was nice fantastic. Cause it was fantastic for many reasons. A, I like cars. B, do the you? character... I do. I it's do. It's got a bit of Top Gear, hasn't yeah. it? <laughs> and B, the characters that you get on these sort of car experiences are just how you'd expect them to be. There was a lot of slightly sort of dull-looking middle-aged men, but you could just see the burning ambition in their eyes. They, like, they, they were going, if I, if I hadn't spent the last 25 years in welding, I could have sobered Lewis Hamilton. And you could see they were just dying to get in the car to show the world what they were capable of and just their wives hanging out, taking pictures of them. And me, I was the only girl on the track. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. I stalled it ten times before I got out of the pits, but... Is that true? It's true, because... If you ever drove one of these cars, because it's like a proper little, it's like a little Formula One. Right. So they're very pared down inside. This, like, yeah, it's know, just yeah. Uh, And then you've got to start... Just a chassis and an engine, isn't it? Just a chassis and a... Isn't it? It's the, the gear <laughs> stick's just a little... Chassis and an engine. Chassis and an engine. You're an expert on yep, these things, yep, aren't absolutely. you? absolutely. Got the wheels. I am the show's motoring correspondent <laughs> until you turned up. Got the wheels, got the exhaust. <laughs> but you've got to pull away as if you're... T- apparently you've got to pull away in these things as if you're taking off up a hill in third gear. So you've got to give it oh, a lot right. of welly. Give so there's a bit of balance. Give it gas, yeah? Yeah. Right. And then when it hits, the back end spins out. It's awesome! That sounds um, fun. When you put your foot down, though, in these things, mm-hmm. my God, they go. Really? And yeah, there's nothing like doing... You're so not interested in no, this. No, I am. Like, I am. <laughs> Although, I'm so boring. If I did one of those track days, I know as I was doing that, I would be doing mirror signal manoeuvre. <laughs> That's the embarrassing bit. Working his shopping list out. Bit, 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 some guy overtook me, uh, and he, I could see he was going too fast. He overtook me and then immediately span out in the corner in front of me and ended up in the ditch. Excellent. And uh, I just fist-pumped as I went past. <laughs> A Luigi death stare. Yeah. Like in Mario Kart. He faced the wrong way. If someone overtook me on one of those tracks i'd be hoping for a speed camera thinking well you'll get yours in a month (laughs) (laughs) frank frank skinner 
on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We were talking about your uh, driving experience. Yeah. What are oh, you driving mate. these days? What am I driving? <laughs> <laughs> Formula One car, actually, Alan. It's, uh, it's red. It's got a number 15 on the front. <laughs> How big's like the, the boot? Can you get quite a lot of shopping in there? Yes, you've got to do a small <laughs> shop. You've got to do a you've got to do a delivered shop in those sort of cars. I am. Um, I, I can't get anything back from IKEA in the back of that. It's, I only um, really like the sound of this if it genuinely does transfer into you getting to your gigs a bit quicker. Oh, I can want we it to be. Rocks up to gigs in that. No, but I don't even mean using the car. I mean appliable skills. Do you get? Do you get to transferable skins? Yeah, yeah. The do you actually arrive at places earlier I and less stressed? I have a greater understanding now. now of the breaking into and out of corners. Uh, oh, and the slowing thing, fast out. Is well, that what they were discussing? Yes, but also consistent speed through the corner. Don't alter your speed in the corner. Don't brake or accelerate too much in the corner. If you're going too fast into the corner, leave it too fast and you'll pull out. That's this what I moment is the yeah. happiest I've ever been <laughs> on this <laughs> show. <laughs> Finally, I have made this show properly at my level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you take a corner? Do you drive, Steve? I've never had a single driving lesson in my life. Never? Never. Total loser. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we've got a whipping boy for the show. <laughs> Because I believe in the planet, yeah, guys? I'm, 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 and I'm scared to drive. I'm aware of how badly coordinated I am. Have you, have you never driven at all? I have all? never driven at all. Wow. Next time I drive to London, I'll take you out. We could go to a car park oh. and you could drive around. That'd be That'd fun. Be amazing. I saw you, a... you would stove my head in within 15 minutes. Probably, yeah, but that would be, um, that'd be fun too. Yeah, that'd be nothing to do with the driving. That'd just be, oh, this has been a long time coming, Steve. <laughs> Um, so it's not applicable. I'd, no. I'd see, for me, driving and riding a motorcycle, they both came late in life, but they're both about transport. I have mm. no interest in motorsports, like the bit I'd, of the paper I'd never go I, and watch it. No, oh it'd be dull as dishwater. It'd be really but, noisy yeah. as well. I once did a thing where I had to do spinny donuts in the, for a TV thing. <laughs> I, honestly, I wasn't particularly, like, any more known or less known than I am now, but I got this call saying, oh, do you want to be flown to somewhere to drive a car you'll get interviewed by johnny vaughan and, <laughs> and you have to do donuts and figure eights in this souped up smelly like you can smell petrol yeah and, and then you'll be flown home and the fee is about 20 times what you normally get for a gig <laughs> and i did it it was great fun and i got home and i still to this day feel like it was a dream i don't <laughs> think it really happened <laughs> i honestly think it was a clerical error and they think they booked alan carr <laughs> <laughs> On Absolute Radio, back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio. You're listening to Absolute Radio. I'm Alan Cochran, filling in for Frank Skinner with Steve Hall and Zoe Lyons. You can text the show on 8 12 15, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, and you can email us uh, via the Absolute Radio website. Please do let us know what you dressed up as for World Book Day, what awful you like, what other, um, when you most recently polished your boots. We've got yeah, some pretty we've weird got, textings we've got running. A few different plates spinning. Yeah. <laughs> Who, which celebrities do you like? Oh, yeah. Someone said you can't mention Brian Cant without also giving thanks for Derek Griffiths. Good call. They are 100% correct. Yeah. Someone said on the comment of the kid who went uh, to school dressed as Fifty Shades of Grey man, uh, someone said he had a mate that went as the Emperor's New Clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> that's a mother who can't sew, isn't it? That's just... <laughs> yeah, that's We've also, uh, we'd, we'd had some, uh, uh, a reader had, had texted to say that they love Terry Nutkins, and someone has said, sorry to implode the mood, but isn't Terry Nutkins no longer with us? That text is too late. Better Good celebrate point. Chris Packham instead. 
Yeah. Also a good call. Like him, he's outspoken. We've got time for that. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a bit of time for that. Um, what else, as Frank would say? Now, in the news this week, did you see the uh, the new haircut sported <laughs> by, uh, by yes. KK? Yes, I think I know exactly where you're going here. Kim Kardashian, we're aware of her work, aren't we? I know, th- I know she exists. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what Through a Kardashian her work in the is. Media. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what a Kardashian is. She's uh, how, how can we describe it, Steve? She's um, I think I had to learn it mainly for this show. <laughs> 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 I would say she's um, she's a, a rich it girl that is popular through reality television. Is that a synopsis? Uh, yeah, that, yeah, I think that's, mm. that's you know, as a potted biog. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm aware of her, and I've seen. Her, I think her family got. Her. I think her family got rich because her dad defended OJ. Yeah, and then they did, she did yeah, some yeah. reality thing. Didn't she they? did some keeping reality up with thing. the Kardashians. It is. Well, almost everything's got Kardashians in the title, hasn't yeah. it? Like yeah, she's big on that. Um, and you know, she's she's some woman, isn't she? She's a specimen, but she's changed her hair. That's the news. That is the that is the news. I'm going to say it out there. I'm a fan of hers in terms of her appearance. I think she looks lovely most of the time. But I do not like this new hair thing. Which, which <laughs> is very clear. She's gone, she's gone like sort it. of platinum blonde. Platinum, but I don't even like the phrase yeah. platinum blonde. Yeah. I don't think it exists because yeah. blonde, you know, is different from platinum. So yes, I don't know why yeah, yeah. they. Why is this? It's just two words that don't yeah. make sense together. But it, it, it's a peculiar. She's one of the most beautiful women in the world, and she Agreed. sat down to her hairdresser and said, "Make me look like Draco Malfoy." Yes. <laughs> It's Draco Malfoy or a cross between um, Scarlett Johansson and Alistair Darling because she's kept the dark eyebrows and the white hair. I thought something... she looked a bit like Julian Assange. Julian Assange, yeah. yeah. You know, it's no walk in the park looking like Julian Assange. <laughs> <is it? laughs> Pretty pleased with that one. Just <laughs> write that down to make sure you stand up show. <laughs> they must save things like that for... It's got to be a slow news week for someone to unveil a haircut. Because I remember they did it with, with some of David Beckham's haircuts over the yes. years. Yes. But they, they've got to be there sort of hoping that nothing big happens in the news. Mm-hmm. They, they might be, like, be ready... You know, the, the hairdresser's about to cut the hair and then they go, there's a new royal baby, cancel the appointment! <laughs> 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 yeah, it's... Uh, it's a strange thing, and the, the media response to her changing her hair is odd. The Daily Mail had a photograph of her with her new hair, and underneath it said she'd had brown hair mere days before. Well, they didn't quite understand the concept of changing your own hair. <laughs> I thought it looked a bit dry around the edges when I saw the picture. I mean, that's you've got that's a lot of treatment on that hair. Yeah, I you, agree. You're going to have to oil that yeah, and, and look after that. I totally I totally agree and with Nikki Clark. It's, a, it's a very high maintenance look, and I think she may—I mean, I think she may come to ruin it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. This is Absolute Radio. We're talking about um, KK Kim Kardashian <laughs> and the, her dyeing her hair platinum blonde for World Book Day and going as Andy Warhol. <laughs> <laughs> and then realising that he wasn't really a books guy. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Like, ah, I've really misread this. Um, have you ever dyed your hair, Steve? I've never dyed my hair. Um, no, me neither. It's tricky when, when uh, being obviously such, such, I'm fairly Semitic in my uh, in my look. <laughs> And dyed Semitic hair just looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. You don't get that many bleach blonde Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Although the Japanese go for the... They uh, do, yeah, yeah. They, they do it, don't they? You know. 
The nearest I've got is I once put lemon juice in my hair and went out in the park and uh, and it went kind of a bit like ginger. I'm going to say mm. it. it went from light brown to ginger. And, uh, and then I went and did some gigs in East Asia and th people thought I was a Japanese pop star. It was very strange. <laughs> <laughs> Odd time. Um, what about you, Zoe? Never dyed it. Never, never dyed, dyed it. it. Permed no, it? No, never permed it. Never permed it. But the thought of that now is making me, me smile. I've never a dyed or permed perm. I think I might go for a perm. Yeah. I'm perm. Gonna, I, just I on mean, the top, I, though, Alan. Just on the top. is so straight that yeah. perming it would be really, like, teaching it a lesson <laughs> it would be properly like you've r never satisfied me i hate my own hair i'd be happy <laughs> the best look for me in the world as a man would be bald head beard it's the lowest maintenance <laughs> face on earth i'm heading in that direction you so, are so. and i'm gonna be jealous i mean literally there will be a point where you'll get up and you'll just have to pick a bit of sleep out your eye and then you'll be ready that's for the day good. that's good that's to go a, good that's to go perfect I, my, my biggest hair faux part of all time was in the back was probably 13 so we're in the in the days of side partings and heavy curtains uh, yeah. And I would go for that. Would, that was my standard look. But I got that, and then I asked the hairdresser to also put a step in at the back. <laughs> oh, oh yes, nice! I remember the step. So oh. that I, I was sort of geek at the front and MC Hammer at the back, and it nice. just it was awful. Oh. We used to call it a wedge as well, like a wedge. Um, I was never terribly. I've never been very vain about my hair. I I had alopecia as a kid, so I lost a lot of my hair when I was a kid, which is always great when you're sort of thirteen at school. So I was the only thirteen-year-old girl in my school with a comb over. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like that old Hamlet advert. Just proper, yeah. If the wind blew the other way, the entire top lid came off, and uh, and it would reveal oh, wow. my eggy head. That'd be good. Yeah. If, if Bobby Charlton was the subject of a book, and you could do, I'm going. It's World Book Day, Bobby Charlton. <laughs> yeah. I'd been perfect at that as a kid yeah, yeah i um i i had mine shaved in an american flat top so spiking up but with like but almost like a table like vanilla ice yeah a bit yeah. like that but a bit shorter and uh, and shaved in tram lines on the sides pretty wow. cool gangster i might go back to that actually you're listening to the frank skinner podcast from absolute radio want your frank fix a little sooner listen live every saturday from 8 a.m on absolute radio across the uk on digital radio mobile apps and in london and the southeast on 105.8 fm absolute radio we've had an email from steve foster uh, we were discussing uh, kk's haircut uh, and he <laughs> says he says shows my age i thought kevin keegan had a new perm <laughs> <laughs> excellent work <laughs> what is it about kanye in the pictures in the background that is distracting he's he's developing a kind of a hangdog expression isn't yeah, he he's yeah. really getting the he, lionel palmer yeah. jowls he is very going much on. the e or of hip-hop he really is <laughs> you know there's a photo in the picture in the papers today of a of a jowly dog that looks like it's on a person's oh, head Crofts. that's yes. what kanye yes. looks like now <laughs> he's looking more and more miserable in the background there i don't know what his is beef it just is. a celebrity pout is that what it is I think it might sort be, of too yeah. cool for school too it's too cool to break a smile i, mean, I like a hangdog expression it's feels like yeah. his face looks like mine should. That's, that's the sort of demeanour that I want to bring to the party. Um, you may have noticed that I've ran out of uh, my showbiz bonhomie. It was really high at the top, wasn't it? Hey, guys! <laughs> Not really. 
How's your week been, Steve? We've not discussed any idiotic eureka moments for a while, and I, I had a musical idiotic eureka moment. Uh, Should we explain an idiotic eureka moment to any new readers of the show? Sure. I mean, it's unlikely that we're gaining listeners <laughs> on today. I mean, I think, I think to be honest, Absolute have put me in this chair just to flatten out our, uh, frankly, embarrassing rage our figures that have been so good. They thought, oh, let's just bring it down a bit. But... Uh, idiotic eureka moments are when you realise something that's been obvious all along, like somebody emailed saying that Sooty and Sweep off um, thingy were chimney-based names. It's quite obvious. Uh, and they went, oh, yeah, that's obvious. So you've had one. Uh, well, I, and I'd had one recently. I've had, I've had two in, in close succession, both musical. Uh, one was, I was listening to... Uh, I'd never listened to the Stevie Wonder album Songs in the Key of Life. And there's a song on that, and the chorus goes, Been spending most our lives living in the pastime paradise. And I had a moment when, hang on, Stevie Wonder's ripped off Coolio. <laughs> and I had no idea that Gangster's Paradise was basically oh. based on a song from the 70s. And so that was a real revelation. Then I had an even more significant one this Can week. I just ask if you've ever seen the video of Coolio? Because when he does that, he does do finger inverted commas oh, every time, <laughs> every single time. It's one of his things. <laughs> Everyone knows that it's about Coolio. Low, low thought, in yeah. the mix, you hear him say quote and then unquote. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> well, I had an even weirder one today. I'd, I'd got uh, a compilation album of Lead Belly. Uh, the old bluesman, Louisiana bluesman, who's most famous for, for the youngsters. Nirvana do a cover of him on their MTV Unplugged uh, album. Sounds uh, good. Show. Lead Belly uh, is coincidentally one of my worst attempts at awful as well. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it's wonderful. It's a really amazing voice. But there's a song uh, on that, and I'm going through this album, there's some incredible tunes. And then there's a song, and Lead Belly starts singing, Ha ha this away, ha no. ha that away, <laughs> ha ha this away, my oh my. And I haven't thought of the kids' show Wizbit in wow. years. And it was a show that used to give me nightmares. So I had no idea that the theme tune to Wizbit. <laughs> Was taken from an old blues tune. And was it? And it was. It is. It's based on. Someone thought this. And if you don't know Wizbit, it was basically Wizbit was a terrifying yellow triangular cone, like a KKK hat mixed with a block of cheese. Uh, and he had a sidekick rabbit called Woolly, who was even scarier than the rabbit in Donnie Darko. This has completely missed me by Wizbit. Oh, it's 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 terrifying. It was it was created and presented by Paul Daniels. Okay, so, now so, it's become more scary. He was, he was, <laughs> so, so they thought, we've got a kid's show about a magic triangle hosted by, by Paul Daniels. What this needs is a Deep South blues tune. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, we'll play some more music. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. You don't remember yeah. Wizbit. I don't. I've, it, it, well, it used to give me absolute nightmares. Really, it used to terrify me. I had a, a poster in my bedroom as a kid that gave me nightmares. And when I look back on it, I think surely we should have just moved that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if it was just a seventies thing, and people didn't think, oh yeah, we could just take that down because Alan's terrified of it. What, what was the? <laughs> I can't even remember. It's just <laughs> scary. I had a clown that was had like a. Um, uh, it hung on the back of the door, and it had uh, you shoved your pajamas into it. Oh yeah, and it was it. it that terrified me for yeah, and again, yes, we could have just I could have just <laughs> you do take think out there take was a really obvious <laughs> fix to <laughs> yes. these things. Remove the children. <laughs> I don't understand. And I don't often remember childhood TV. I don't know if I had some horribly scarring event and I've blanked <laughs> the whole thing. But the only programme that I remember from childhood is Glenn Michael's cartoon Cavalcade, which was on Scottish television and I left Scotland when I was seven. 
So how that's the thing that I've retained from all childhood. When people talk about the magic roundabout, I only remember it from now, from seeing clips right, of it yeah, on yeah. Like, the news or yeah. whatever. Good story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the thing with Wisbrook, was that it was like a This whole charge. show should be called Good Story, Bro, for everything I say. That's my feeling. Carry on, Steve. Sorry. It's those those moments of absolute, and, and this is the the day that I discovered this. The next day, I had a photo shoot, uh, right. and so as a result, most of the photos I've got a slightly haunted expression <laughs> at the look of someone who's just remembered Wizbit, <laughs> looking over their want? shoulder for a lump of cheese <laughs> running after you. Is that what you want for your Edinburgh post? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steve Hall is terrified. <laughs> Have you got haunted. a title? It's, I'm it's struggling. Part of it. <laughs> it, well, it should be. I'm struggling for a title. For it. Have you guys got Edinburgh show title? Have you got I have. Mine's called I'm Not Going This Year and I'll be mostly sat on the beach with a six-pack of beer. It's quite long for the 40-word blurb, isn't it? It's quite long. Um, no, but we could make that today's texting. Uh, if you've got an Edinburgh show title for Steve Hall, 8, 12, 15 would be perfect. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Have I ever told you the story of my, my Coldplay story? Have you got a Coldplay story? Yeah, I, I knew their, their original manager, Phil Harvey. I, I knew him a, a little bit at university, uh, and he was considering dropping out to manage them. Right. Uh, and so he played me some of their tunes uh, when they were just, you know, because they were old friends of his. Right. And this is how good I am at giving life advice. I sort of went, mate, you know, I don't know. <laughs> think, you know it's a university degree and you know and did he stay on the course uh, no, no he, he, he thankfully he ignored my advice that is a bullet dodged i would say <laughs> imagine if he'd I, stayed yeah, if he'd on the course my advice yeah. and oh my god i could, he would I love could never remember now. their names so when i'd bump into him i would say so i could never remember so i kind of go how's the coal shed doing <laughs> yeah. coal and, shed. but not doing it deliberately how but, are that warm front doing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got some advice here from Steve from uh, 312 who says the name of Steve's Edinburgh show should be my weird eureka moment. Oh, yeah. oh nice. Yes. Yeah. Give it a credit. And, and then it could be a photo of me sort of having me in a bath, Archimedes style. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how, was your, uh, how was your actual photo shoot? Uh, I, I find photo shoots the most destructive thing to my self-esteem. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it just—it's always nice where the photographer. I mean, it, you know, they're good. It was a very good photographer, but it's the moment where he sort of had to say to me, "Can you try and look a bit more human?" <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's a direct uh, quote. I really yeah, did. <laughs> As an example of how bad I am in photo shoots, there was—I went to an, exhi an exhibition. Uh, uh, Idil Sukan is a very, very good uh, photographer, and she's got an exhibition of her work with comedians on at the moment. Oh, yeah. and it's pretty much every photo she's ever taken. I went to the to the do the rap do for it, and. Uh, the only photo of a comedian that isn't in this exhibit <laughs> is me. The, the photo that she used for my previous Edinburgh show is not in there. And there is a photo just of a raccoon. <laughs> that, that has made the exhibit. You were by a raccoon. <laughs> oh, no. Mm. Oh, that is a shame. You, I feel your pain, though. I don't like them. I don't like... Oh. I, I, yeah. Just... I don't like having my face concentrated on for that amount of time. <laughs> That's it's right, just, And then it starts to twitch weirdly. Because in real life, if someone says, oh, look at that thing on your eyebrow, you can just move a hand and yeah. sort of distract them, can't you? You can really play, like, the misdirection game, but not in a photo not shoot. Not in a photo shoot, it's too much. And oh. if, I, if I try and smile, it's forcing that smile, and then the top lip just starts to quiver, like you're sort of doing a weird <laughs> Elvis impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is natural. <laughs> well, we've talked about photo shoots before on the show, and Frank, Emily have given me advice on smiling for photographs and apparently you should press your tongue to the top of your mouth and smile oh. and it, it, it becomes sort of sincere 
but that's <laughs> that's not what I want. <laughs> do you um, shut your mouth when you're doing that? Or, I don't, uh, but I don't really like my gums. I don't really like my teeth, and I don't I, I don't like the fact that as I smile, my eyes are getting wrinkled. I'm aging at about a decade a week on on the old eyes. Um, for World Book Day next year, I might cream. go for. Yes. Yes. Yes, I have. Yes. Tighten them up. Yeah. Yeah. And the ice. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I haven't done that for photo shoots. I mean, rest really is the thing, isn't it? Just good <laughs> sleep. That was my New Year's resolution for 2014, yeah. and it never really yeah. paid and off. And eye mask and some cable ties. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Just exactly. get a sketch, get an artist's impression of your face for the next poster. That's <laughs> just a rough sketch. But then if, if that would happen, people would think David Baddiel was doing another show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another interesting thing they say for ladies on the red carpet for photo shoots is to stand there and cross their legs over, so it makes their legs look really long and elegant. And, uh, and I've tried that, but it just looks like I'm incontinent. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We had an email from a furious Jimmy in Wigan. Furious Jimmy. I, I said, hi, I thought this was the Frank Skinner show. I've not heard him for the last 40 minutes. Where is he? Stuck on the bog? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he's off this week, and uh, I, my normal role of motoring correspondent on this show has had me elevated. It's a bit like when James May gets to host the television programme, <laughs> when he gets released from the captors that are... Hammond and, uh, what's his name? Clarkson. Clarkson. It's a bit like that, insofar as that people just turn off. <laughs> um, so, Frank will be back next week, and I will be back with my motoring correspondence. Um, but yes, uh, your photo shoot, I just wanted to bookmark that you have to be careful of making a promise in your photo shoot that your Edinburgh show then may <laughs> not live up to, because I turned up to an event recently, an event, a tour show, tickets still available, um, and <laughs> I've got a beard now, and the, the guy at the arts centre said, you haven't got a beard in the poster. <laughs> As if, like, it was a continuity thing <laughs> I had to say to him. That was seven months ago, mate, yeah. <laughs> and this is not a television show, so... I've, I was... had, I've had similar to that where I've turned up for a casting and they've looked at my photograph and they looked at me and went, you look younger in the photo? And I'm like, well, I will do. That it is, was yeah, in yeah. the past. We're all... All photos are yeah. immediately in the past, aren't they? That is one of the things about them. <laughs> so, yes, Frank will be back next week. What else? What are you up to this week? What, what gigs here? I've got some is gigs, but I, to be honest, I was thinking of cancelling them and see if I can get a, a full-length job, because like, <laughs> that seems to be how my career's going. The less I do, the more elevated I become. Just do a bigger meat shop next week. Oh, yeah, that'd be Massive good, meat shop. Yeah, I'll probably be cooking hooves <laughs> by, <laughs> by Friday. Boiling Al feet. Uh, Alan Cochran's massive meat shop. <laughs> yes. We were looking for a title, weren't we? <laughs> I was thinking of wearing a hat in my Edinburgh show this year, in my Edinburgh uh, photo this year. Oh, God, I hate my yeah, hair. Yeah, but then, but then you'll get art centres going, hang on a second, where's the hat? <laughs> yeah. False Alan advertising. Hat. Sound like a gangster or something. Um, anyway, thanks very much for joining me, Steve and Zoe. It's been it's a pleasure. Been um, Frank will be back next week. Uh, and... Uh, Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll see you again next week. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.